Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with modern-day jazz pianist and composer Frank Carlberg. In late 2015, he's releasing two new albums, Cosmopolitan Greetings and World Circus. Originally from Helsinki, Finland, and calling New York home for the past 25 years, he's quite busy and content with a life dedicated to jazz. Whether he's leading his big band, working with his trio, or reciting poetry and text with his quintet, he is always busy creating jazz. He's created with legends like Steve Lacey, Bob Brookmeyer, and Kenny Wheeler. He discusses this along with many more questions over the course of our conversation. Dig this interview, my friends. Thank you for taking some time to talk with me today. I really appreciate it. No problem. I appreciate your interest. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in here and ask you, I know you have several albums out, Cosmopolitan Greetings and World Surface on its way out, but let me, yeah. get, a, let me get an idea of what's been going on with you lately. Let's see. Lately, um, I'm wondering how far back I should go, but um, the World Circus record kind of goes back to uh, a stream of recordings back to the 90s mid-90s, where we started uh, working with this mostly in a quintet format, uh, writing music to contemporary poetry, mostly American 20th century writers. So this is, I don't know exactly, I think it might be our 10th uh, album with songs. So, so that's been kind of going on for the last uh, 20 years or so. Uh, so that's not lately, but uh, that's something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> and, um, and uh, you know, in addition to that, um, I'm in the middle of a big band project. Actually, I'm going overseas on Sunday to perform with a big band. I wrote a suite of music for one of those radio big bands over there. So we have a little tour and then um uh, a recording session so that's been kind of occupying me through the summer uh writing that music and um what else um yeah various projects i mean the previous uh record that came out was a duo record with uh, another pianist keyboard player uh, leo genovese and um and that one we played uh duets uh Using piano, Rhodes, uh, Farfisa, and B3. So, so but we uh, that that came out maybe. I think it came out maybe in 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 April or so. So that's the most recent record before this batch that, that is just about to be released. Very cool. So that that gets me caught up on what's going on. Let me go back to the beginning of your life. You were. Born and raised in Helsinki, Finland, correct? That's right. That, that's right. Yes, I grew up there, um, and uh, and uh, only came to the states in my early twenties. What was it like to grow up in Finland that would give you such a love for music, and more specifically, jazz? Well, music is a, is, is I think um, you could say is a kind of a pretty important thing in Finland culturally. So that's not uh, particularly unusual. In terms of jazz, I think uh, a big part of that was that my dad loved jazz. So he he had some he was listening to some records around the house, and at some point uh, they seemed they became very interesting to me, and I tried to 
I tried to do what I heard on those records. So uh, so that was kind of like the beginning of it, really. And, and for him, it was that was almost like his roots music or something. So that was the main thing that he he listened to was jazz. So when you did finally come to the States in your 20s, was it a big culture shock for you to go from Finland to the U.S.? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because we we... I came uh, in the early 80s, right? And and uh, uh, what happened, the, the world has really changed quite a bit since then. So I, I think, although we, we can probably experience culture shock uh, these days as well, but we, we really didn't know very much about the U.S. at all. Uh, I mean, we it, it wasn't like you could Google stuff and, and find out. It was depending on you know what books you might get your hands on or or what films you've seen or or if you've seen something on television and which is not really the same as kind of having a more of a, a realistic view of what's going on uh, in a country or in a place. So yeah, it was it was kind of surprise, uh, a surprise. I I can't say why it was a surprise. I'm not sure what I expected. But I, I definitely didn't have a very nuanced view of uh, America as a country or as a society. So that that changed, uh, of course, over the years as you kind of settle into to an environment and then start to kind of feel it out and try to understand it uh, the best you can. So what initially brought you to the United States? Uh, jazz. And did you go to Berkeley? Were you going to school? Yeah, I was going to school. I mean, this was still the time of the Cold War and all of that. And we were kind of like Finland was kind of at the border of, of East and West. So we couldn't just kind of come here and hang out uh, very easily. I mean, it was, you had to have a reason to come here. It wasn't like you you get like a 90-day uh, tourist visa and just come and, and bounce around at, at some clubs in New York. So... So, you, you know, I had to, I'm not sure I was really, really dying to go to school, but I had to in order to be able, able to come here. And uh, so I, I did go to Berkeley because it was the only school I knew about uh, or I had ever heard about. And I had a friend who had, in Finland who had actually gone there and he said, like, yeah, just go. It's, it's, it's good. So I, I went uh, partially to get the visa, but it turned out to be a great thing. So, yeah. um, so it was it was really a you know for me a good experience at that time. I let a, met a lot of musicians that I I still know to this day. So it was it was great. So as a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh boy, um, I'm not sure. I wanted to grow up. I um, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I guess. You know, playing music was kind of like a fun in a way, so that, that sounded pretty good to me. But uh, I don't, I don't remember kind of going through this uh, stage where I would sit with my folks at the, the kitchen table or something, and they asked me like, "What, what is it that you want to do?" So it's kind of unfolded step by yeah. step. I think. So, how long have you been in New York? I've been in New York for about. Twenty. Uh, it's it's going to be like uh, it's pushing twenty-five years now. 
Why do you love New York? Well, New York is, first of all, it's a uh, one-of-a-kind kind of a place. Uh, so I, I don't know really another city that is like that, which doesn't necessarily mean that it would be good, but in this case, I think it is. It's also one of the places in the, in the world where probably where it's the easiest to be, in a way, an outsider or from somewhere else. Um, many many places, I think, for various reasons, make you feel that you are from the outside, from somewhere else. If you try to settle in 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 most places, New York. It seems like so many people are from somewhere else that it doesn't matter. I don't. I don't feel that on a daily basis that I didn't grow up there. That I'm not really kind of originally American and so on. It's just kind of like everybody kind of goes about their their business. So that that's a great part of it. The other thing is that there's so many great things. I mean, it's the people really. Uh, you know, I think New Yorkers are unfairly maligned. They, yes, they can be a little bit loud and they can maybe be in your face sometimes, but they're also, they also can be very helpful and friendly and, uh, and full of energy and, and ideas and, and, um, you know, ambitions as well. Right on. So your bands, you've got a quintet, you've got a trio, and you have a big band. How do right. all of these different bands play into the, it of you, the way that you go about music, how does it fulfill you as a jazz musician? Well, I guess it's uh, part of it is just working with with different people. Uh, so that that's definitely part of it. So the quintet, for instance, which is kind of centered around the vocal music, is you know has different elements to it because it's also different people. Also, as a composer and, and arranger, I, I guess I'm. I'm drawn to the different possibilities that different different uh, groups give you. So, you know, a trio will in some ways be the same as a big band, in, but in many ways also be very, very different. So, you you know, every, all of those different formations uh, create specific challenges and specific uh, kind of joys that, uh, that I wouldn't want to... Uh, not not experience. So um, it's also, I guess, the, the, the other part of it is that I I always wanted to play and write, and uh, and and that's kind of reflected maybe in those those uh, the, the different size uh, bands. I mean, a big band is going to be a little bit less about playing because there's you know it's more orchestrational and and orchestral, and uh, in the the trio setting, of course, it's really a lot about playing, but still through the compositions, setting up, uh, setting up the environments, I guess you could say. Yeah, and with your quintet, you perform text and poetry. Is this your work, or is it other people's work? Um, it's, it's all my compositions, but the, the text, I don't write any text. I mean, um, it's, so the, the, the poetry is always other people's poetry. So the, the, the basic, the basic format is really that I write the settings to pre-existing texts. 
And I, I should say also that it's not all poetry, actually. I mean, it, a lot of it is kind of sound, or or some of it is sound text. I did a, kind of a caught-up version of the Bill of Rights to the dismay of some some people. Maybe um, I did. You know, some are some texts are from newspaper articles. I did uh, text from legal documents. Um, uh, I found a text in an old medical journal that I that I said. So some of it is, you know, I, I did something to Bill Clinton's grand jury testimony during the Lewinsky deal. Uh, yeah. So it's you know some of it is not high high art poetry, you know, but uh, but some of it is so. Uh, so, it, but 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 I don't write any of the texts. The only thing I've I've done is I've edited. Kind of, I did a cut up of a bill of rights. I, you know, I've kind of rearranged some things sometimes. But I don't I, I don't want to view myself as a a person that uh, you know creates language that way. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, the one thing that you're really good about in your career too is collaborating with folks like Steve Lacey, Bob Brookmeyer, and Kenny Wheeler. What has it been like to collaborate with uh, that kind of jazz energy? Well, I mean, it is like going to postgraduate school, you know. I mean, it's like the, the, these guys the, and and many other ones. They're really, you know, they they bring they bring experiences to the to the situation that I can't have, you know, because of just even because of various things sometimes simply because the year I was born or something like that. So I it, it, it's it's like uh it's like you get a sense you, you you get a sense of the history of this music through people like that and uh and uh, and also see how they kind of operate and, and function in various situations is 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 great and uh, you know some of them were kind of my heroes even before I had a chance to play with them so so it, it, it you know it's uh, it's priceless. <clears throat> so another facet of you as well is the teaching. And are you still teaching at both uh, the New England Conservatory and the Berkeley College of Music? Well, I'm, right now I'm just teaching at uh, at New England Conservatory. What is your teaching philosophy with your students? Well, the 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 one of the main things. I mean, there there are many different levels to it, depending on uh, what the teacher, well, what the student comes in with. You know, it, do they need fundamentals? Then we deal with fundamental things, and and oftentimes that's the case. But if that's not what they're where they're at, I what what I'm mostly interested in 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 is to somehow help them find themselves. So I I don't really want to teach um, style or I don't encourage them in, in any particular direction that would come kind of from me, but rather that they find what it is that they want to do. Um, and that sometimes it's almost like, you know, just kind of growing from being kind of a, Growing up from being a maybe a, 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 a young person with uh, with great talent to actually be, becoming a grown up. I mean, you know, when you when you're very young, you you find it 
endlessly amusing to speak with other people's voices, but uh, at some point you gotta speak with your own voice, you know. Yeah. So, so I, you know, whatever I can do to kind of help them in that in that process. So, speaking of teachers, who has been your best teacher in your life? Wow. Um, hmm. um, um, I, I had some. I had some people that made a big impression on me. Uh, for various reasons, like Jimmy Jufri, saxophone player, clarinet player, composer, um, Rand Blake, uh, pianist, and uh, um, feel feel reluctant to kind of drop some names because uh, I'm going to forget some people that 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 had a big impact on me. But but those do kind of come to mind uh, right away, and I'm not sure it's a Either one of them were great for me in a kind of a... I, I didn't even study with Jimmy, Jimmy Jufri, but I was kind of hanging out with him, and uh, and that was, uh, to me, almost like studying with him. So he was never rightfully my teacher. If you if he would still be around and you ask him, he's like, no, no, you know, that I was never his student. But in a way, you know, I learned so much from just kind of being around him, I think. Yeah. And, you know, the one thing, too, that you mentioned is, you know, you travel quite a bit. Obviously, you're from Finland and you're in the U.S. Do you have a good story of traveling, of kind of a, a good jazz story that, that <laughs> happened in your travels? Um, no, they're, they're all, um, you know, the language always gets a little, you know, uh filled with with things that you don't want to print. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, most of the stories, I think, travel stories tend to be kind of maybe uh, not so uplifting. So I think we're just going to leave that. You know? Okay. Sounds like a like <laughs> Let me ask you this. On, on, on the front of getting awards, have you ever gotten an award, not a favorite award, but was there ever an award that you got that just surprised you, that just kind of hit you in a certain way? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess whenever you, I've gotten something, you know, many times it, it does kind of surprise you because not, not so much that I feel like, well, I shouldn't be getting it, but I, I, I guess it's not, uh, you don't, uh, I don't know, I, I, you, you know, there are many, many worthy people out there and, and when, Whenever, whenever something comes your way, I think you feel that it uh, it's a positive thing, and and maybe also uh, you realize that it very well could have gone somewhere else. So, yeah. so in, in in some ways, any time something like that happens, um, I'm 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 grateful. I'm probably a little bit surprised. Cool. That's again not because I don't think. You know, you know, it's not that feeling that I, I, well, I don't deserve it, but it's just because there's a there's a, a abundance of people doing great things out there. So, you know, you can't really take anything for granted. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned some pretty heavy hitters that you admire in the world of jazz. That you've had the chance to play with. So I ask you this: If you could go back in time and see a jazz musician. 
who would you see and where would you go? Can I only choose one? You can choose multiple. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. Um, uh, well, there, there's there's a number of people that I would love to experience live, and uh, you know, if I if I just kind of throw out maybe half a dozen of them, it, you know, it would be um, Duke Ellington, um, 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 Billy Holiday. Um, um, uh, train, Coltrane, John Coltrane, who just had his birthday yesterday, I think. Um, um, Monk, and there was John Monk, uh, Louis Armstrong. The fact that I love all of those people so much, just from sometimes from from recordings with with kind of questionable sound quality and whatever is, is like I can't even even imagine what it would have been like being in the room where where they're playing. So Yeah. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. Very simply put, speaking of loving these musicians, why do you love jazz? Well, it it's interesting because I think uh, sometimes interesting uh, conversation and sometimes even debate and and disagreements among amongst people like what, what you know what what is jazz some people don't like the term and whatever but we'll we'll go with the term anyway clearly it comes from a certain part of uh american society like the black experience in 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 the us uh from any kind of kind of an outgrowth from many things that were very very super challenging and and really, kind of not the not the beautiful parts of 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 the the, the nation's heritage, but the the power of jazz was such that it really kind of spread all over the world. So that uh, I and including my father, a generation before me, or two generations before me, you could say, um, fell in love with this music. Uh, why? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it's a music that just simply sounds good to us, but, but and beautiful and passionate. But it also expresses something that is, I guess, truly kind of American in, a, in, in the best sense, uh, which is freedom of expression. The you know, um, uh, celebrating personalities and. Uh, and uh, and and having something that is communal, yet very individual. So for instance, we have in in jazz the, this whole idea um, of of the standard repertoire. If you look at my records, there's not so much of that. But that is, for many of us, the kind of a the glue that keeps us connected in many ways too. At the same time, when you go into that situation of performing that music, you you not only can, but you're almost expected to bring in your own personality, which is a it's a it's a great thing, I think, and it's something that if we can if we could celebrate that on a on a wider or larger scale, more general scale in society, I think we would actually kind of be maybe somewhat better off. But it seems to be still a very challenging thing. Yeah, I agree. So let me ask you this. What's the greatest thing for you personally about waking up every day? 
Um, well, that I'm that I'm still alive here. Um, that's always a good thing. Um, I mean, there, there are many things. Um, you know, the, the foundation of my life is uh, part of that is music. There's also family, my children, and 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 uh, uh, my family, which kind of uh, keeps me centered and 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 friends and community. But music is certainly a big part of it, and uh, I can't uh, I can't imagine doing doing anything else, uh, kind of for a living, so as they say. Um, and uh, it's just it's just great, uh, you know. I'm I'm thankful for every day that I'm I still have the um, the kind of the urge and the enthusiasm to. To learn new things and do new things and and explore further. So it's uh, it's you know as long as I don't have to wake up too early in the morning, it's always a great thing to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that that answer right there is the perfect way for for me to kind of sum everything up. Frank, thank you for taking some time to to talk with me and opening up about your music. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Chicago, New York, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Frank for his music. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store, or visit theneonjazz.blogspot.com for all things Neon Jazz. Until next time, enjoy the music, my friends. Neon Jazz.